listening to the bob and bo show here are your hosts ty bob ty bo and sean welcome back to the show everyone i am ty bob joined by ty bo and sean we are here bringing you week 15 news and pregame show of the kansas city chiefs who will head into houston to take on the 111 and one texans who is seemingly going to get the first round pick this year just for sheer out of sheer pity because they are so bad but before we get into the rest of the show we've got these new segments that's going on we've got thursday night football on right now it is in progress so let's kick this one over to a tyler to get us going hey boys now this one was supposed to be the one this one was supposed to be the thursday night football game that made America watch. It's supposed to be a good one. We've been dealing with these shit Thursday night football games, and this was supposed to be the one. 49ers, Seahawks, division rivalry. Okay? Two good teams in the NFC. I don't even know if that fits in the same sentence because there's no good teams in the NFC. But no one, one, one team scored after one quarter. It's not a good game. They can't score. They don't know what they're putting on TV for Thursday night. So why don't you ask me again once this game's over? Thank you, Tyler, for previewing this Thursday night football game for us. There was just a little scuffle between DK Metcalf and a couple of the DBs from the 49ers. So uh, maybe they ain't making plays on the field, so they better fight. I tell you what. (laughs) Turn this into hockey. I'd love to see. You know what? We should be able to see fights in the games. You see it enough in practices. I sure as hell saw it in college on the practice field a lot. Uh, I'd like to see it in NFL games. If you're going to be dumb enough to punch somebody with a helmet on, by all means, put it broadcast that. I have seen it. Not only have I seen it, he didn't only punch a dude in the helmet, knock the helmet off. He broke the helmet and his hand was perfectly fine. Nothing beats uh, hitting somebody with a helmet, i.e. Miles Garrett. And the uh, uh, the Michigan brawl in the locker rooms. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, in those the uh, that 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 was a little scary situation. Those guys are rightly so kicked off the team, and uh, charges are being pressed. Rightly so. If anybody doesn't know about that, there was a brawl in college earlier this year. Tunnels got mixed up. Uh, Michigan State player walked down the wrong tunnel uh, or through the wrong crowd of Michigan players and uh, got jumped after the game was over. Uh, So not pretty. But we're not here to talk about college football. We're here to talk about NFL and more specifically the Kansas City Chiefs, who again will be playing in Houston. It is the first time that. Patrick Mahomes will be playing in his home state of Texas, uh, surprisingly enough. Um, But to get us even further kicked off into the show, I think we have a new request for Tybo's top five. I'm excited to hear what this top five looks like this week, Tybo. Go ahead and and share with us what we're doing here. Oh, 
I might as well just share now that uh, I almost had like a mental breakdown pre-show because there was a specific commentator that I could not think of or find. But um, it's the first uh, suggestion I've had in a while on Twitter. Uh, Cody Calhoun, longtime listener of the show. Thanks for listening. Uh, told me he enjoyed my Pokemon segment, but he uh, asked if I could do my top five NFL broadcaster pairings of all time. And I have one honorable mention. Um, but it was uh, it was tough to get a complete list of five because a lot of the pairs that are out there, there's always one guy that I, I don't usually like. Um, but my honorable mention is a duo that none of us have heard before, like heard them speak, really. But it's a nod to the Chiefs uh, because this guy is legendary in our history. But uh, Jack Buck and Hank Stram uh, apparently used to commentate some football games back in the day after Stram was a coach. And they're ranked high on, on some of the lists when I did my research. So I had to throw them on there because, you know, Hank Stram's Hank Stram, man. Jack Buck is Jack Buck. Don't you know? Uh, is, I, is he? He is, uh, he is the father of Joe Buck. That's what I thought. The reason why Joe Buck is relevant. What he is today. <laughs> even, even with how bad Joe is, he is the reason why Joe is, is where he is today and in the Hall of Fame uh, 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 baseball commentation. So. All right. So my number five uh, disagreement among the team for this one. Ty Bob doesn't like Tony Romo, but I'm going Jim Nance and Tony Romo for number five. Uh, it, I think it's comical sometimes to listen to Tony try and guess plays. Um, the the number of times that he's uh, calling stuff correctly nowadays is becoming fewer and fewer because the game's evolving. Like, the dude is how many years removed from the league? Not everything is the same uh, and not all the calls are the same as they once were, Tony. Uh, but Jim Nance picks up a lot of the slack. Um, and Tony just rambled a lot. Number four. Um... We're watching them right now. Kirk Herbstreak and Al Michaels. Al Michaels is routinely placed in the top two, and he's not two when it comes to greatest commentators. Um, everybody ranks Al Michaels at number one. Um, I like Kirk Herbstreak coming to the NFL. Um, he's always had uh, good stuff to say for college football. Um, I like having him, I like a younger guy a little bit. I know he's not quite young, young, but he's younger than a lot of some of these geezers in the booth, and uh, it's refreshing. Number three, we have another ex-chief, um, Kevin Harlan and Trent Green. Um, to be completely honest, Trent Green doesn't quite do it for me. Um, I think Kevin Harlan is, is is pretty good, but you know I'm putting him on here because he's an ex-chief. Um, did great things for us for a few years. Um, took some brutal shots to the head later on in his career. Um, maybe that's why he's not the best commentator. Uh, but uh, 
you know, his his voice doesn't sound bad. Kevin Harlan's pretty good at his job, so that's why they cracked the top ten. Um, about Trent Green was Trent Green above Tony Romo. Uh, number two. This includes the guy that I racked my brain, searched all over Google to try and find this guy's name, and I found it. Uh, but I I was like, that's not him. He only does basketball. But it is Gus Johnson. Um, and really, you could put any of his partners up there, but I'm going with Gus Johnson and Dan Fouts. Uh, Gus Johnson spent a few years being the Madden commentator. Um, if you remember, like, from, like, Madden 10 and stuff like that, it would be, like, San Diego Superchargers. Like, he would do some funny and very memorable stuff uh, in the booth. Um, he does a lot of basketball games, too, um, but he's electric. And games, he's in the booth. Um, so, I mean, I don't hear him very often, but I know I have listened to football games where he's the commentator, and it was that good um, that I have him at number two. And number one, we can make fun of him all we want, but I go Al Michaels and John Madden. Because when I was a kid, Rushing home to Monday Night Football after football practice, our coaches uh, would sometimes let us go early uh, to catch the game, but Al Michaels and John Madden was a big part of the game for me growing up. Um, John Madden, even when I was a kid, said some funny stuff that didn't make a whole lot of sense, and I would still laugh at it. Um, but it's it's part of what entertained me uh, during the football game, because when I was real, real young, I couldn't really grasp everything that was going on on the football field. So I relied heavily upon uh, what the commentators were saying um, when it came to like my enjoyment of watching the football game. So Al Michaels definitely deserves to be number one. John Madden um, inadvertently adding some com comedic relief there. Uh, he's my, th those two are my number one. Like Pretty solid. It's a good list. I I am very sad that Tariko and Gruden didn't make it. I I understand you don't like Gruden. Uh, I think Tariko's good enough to get himself on that list. And uh, Gruden Gruden had enough funny quips. Um, no matter how bad he was, his was, quips with Tariko, uh, for me, should make it on there. I, I'll take Gruden over Chris Collinsworth because I hate hearing the phrase "Here's a guy." Now here's a guy. <laughs> here's a guy. That's just his thing now, man. That's his thing. That's all he does. One other name that I thought should have been on there, but obviously we haven't really listened to, was Pat Summerall. Look back at it. He did 16 Super Bowls. Most by any oh, wow. commentator. Uh, Howard Cassell should probably be another one on there. He also did Those... um, a lot of big games. But them by themselves, it, again, it's duos. It's not individuals. If we did individuals, it'd probably be a totally well, different list. But Pat and John. Um, yeah, Pat, Pat and John, yes. Um, but even if we did individuals, it'd be a little bit different list. But um, yeah, I think, I think those, Cassell is one of those top guys. Those two names you guys just brought up were all over any of the research that I did. They, they were consistently in top fives. Well, we do have a little bit of news that we should get into here before we get to the rest of the expectations for this game on Sunday. Um, there was a little bit of injury worry 
uh, coming from Adam Teicher on uh, Wednesday. Uh, he did say that Mahomes is listed on Wednesday's Chiefs injury report with a right hand injury. He was at full practice participant and it won't keep him out of Sunday's game against the Texans, but it is worth keeping an eye on. It's the first time I believe that Patrick Mahomes has been anywhere near the injury list this year. So, um, and it wasn't something He's that was called out during the game. Has, was he on there once? Something like his ankle, but he was still full participant and stuff. Oh, that's right. That's right. He got rolled up on uh, earlier in the season. Um, But this was not a game participation that got called out during the game uh, this past week. So um, something definitely to keep watching. Uh, There's been some other news of activations from the Kansas City Chiefs. From P.J. Green, offensive line coach Andy Heck said that Lucas Niang picked up right where he left off before his injury uh mentally and physically he looks sharp um which is which is pretty good it's possible um that he could see some snaps this week maybe overtake andrew wiley we'll have to wait and see um coming from joshua briscoe another offensive lineman we should be keeping an eye on uh he said uh andy heck says that the chiefs have been working with darian Kennard at guard more recently so it's good to see that tackle who's maybe a little bit undersized for the nfl that uh went mid rounds to get a little bit movement towards the inside obviously we're already solidified but uh given the chiefs injury history in on the interior offensive line um maybe that's that's not some bad work that he's getting um, last bit of news here for the Kansas City Chiefs coming from Ari Mirov. The Kansas City Chiefs have designated wide receiver McCall Hardman to return from injury reserve. This was on Wednesday. Uh, he will practice on Wednesday. The team will decide later this week if he'll be activated for Sunday's game versus Houston. That means that we have activated his 21-day window to return to the 53-man roster uh, starting on Wednesday. Uh, today is Thursday, is getting in down to 20 days. Um, so as, as Friday, when you're hearing this, he'll have 19 days to be returned to the 53 man roster or be returned to the injury reserve for the rest of the season. Good news. Good news coming out. That is our red zone score. He's got the most red zone touchdowns on our team this season. Uh, so we will need him back, whether that is against Houston again, one 11 and one uh, could hold him out for another week just to make sure that he is fully ready and healthy for the end of the season and playoffs. Which I wouldn't be surprised if we did that just for the fact that we have where well, we are currently doing that with Kadarius. <laughs> Well, yeah, I also think it makes a difference if Kadarius is closer to returning than McColl and they feel comfortable rolling Tony out there and and not uh, rushing McColl back at the same time. But um, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to have McColl back. <laughs> I would really like to have him back. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, looking looking at the injury report here, obviously Kadarius Tony is available to to come back if they so choose to this week. They could also be holding uh, Kadarius Tony out another week as well. We'll just kind of have to wait and see. I believe he'll be a game time decision. But let's jump into the injury report for both teams this week. Everybody for the Kansas City Chiefs is healthy and practicing in some capacity, which is great. We only had we had one player who was not on the list on Wednesday, but was on the list on Thursday. He was a full participant 
second on Thursday's practice. That was Derek Nottie with uh, an apparent Achilles uh, hang-up of some sort. Uh, Kadarius Tony was a light participant both Wednesday and Thursday. Safety Nazay Johnson was a light participant on Wednesday, but a full participant on Friday with a hamstring issue. Now, everybody else that is on this list has been a full participant both days. That is Patrick Mahomes, Juju Smith-Schuster, Nick Bolton, Dion Bush, Lucas Niang, Isaiah Pacheco, Justin Reed, Trey Smith, Legereus Sneed, and Jalen Watson. Everybody's healthy, folks. Everybody's healthy as we get into week 15 through week 18. We don't have many weeks left. Everybody has got to be healthy and is close to as 100% as we get going into the playoffs. How does that make you guys feel this far into the season? You know, we were one of the healthier teams uh, early on in the season. I think we're just kind of returning to form here. Um, I saw a lot of metrics on Twitter week after week that was kind of measuring the health of each team, and we were consistently in the top five for a long time. Um, injuries to our wide receiver core and just like other other areas on the team um, – Caused us to slip a little bit, so I'm happy that guys are getting healthy. Um, this, again, speaks to the talent of our medical staff. Um, for the most part, we have had a healthy season, um, and guys are coming back um, within uh, reasonable time frames. There are – oh, go ahead. Nothing. Okay. Um, there are quite a few injuries that we have here for the Houston Texans, quite a few non-participants and non-listed for Thursday's practices. We'll start here with the three rests, um, non-injury related. Uh, there is defensive lineman uh, Mario Addison and uh, Malik Collins. You also have uh, defensive lineman Jerry Hughes, all for rest, non-injury related, non-participants, and not listed and or not listed for Wednesday and Thursday. You have a few non-participants for Wednesday and Thursday as well. Uh, for injury-related reasons, you have Nico Collins, receiver foot issue, Brandon Cooks, receiver calf issue. Uh, you also have uh, offensive lineman Justin McCray, defensive back Steve Nelson, uh, former chief Steven Nelson. You have running back Dame, uh, Damian Pierce, uh, defensive back Jared or De excuse me, Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, now there was another non, uh, two more non-participants with light or full participant designations on Thursday. That was, um, uh, excuse me, just one uh, Laramie Tunsil offensive lineman due to an illness. The rest of these guys had either a light or full participation uh, designations on both days. That was uh, offensive lineman Kenyon Green, uh, defensive lineman Kurt Hinnish, uh, Roy Lopez, Taylor Stallworth, uh, former chief, and Troy Harrison. Former chief Taylor Stallworth. You could call him a brief chief. Brief chief. Oh. <laughs> hey -o. I like that. Um, so, yes, a lot of designations for non-participants, guys who are not going to play. Very interesting to see that both uh, number one and number two wide receivers for the Texans, Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks, respectively, are non-participants, most likely going to be out this game. What are your thoughts so far for the injuries for the Houston Texans? Yeah, I don't think it really matters who's out there for the Texans. They're still going to suck. 
I mean, they when your quarterback's Kyle Allen less. or Davis Mills, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. They may suck a little less. They probably suck a little bit more, but who knows? It really doesn't matter who they have in there. I, I think it would matter a little bit more if they had Damian Pierce, but uh, it doesn't help to have him out. Well, let's get into what we should be expecting from this Kansas City Chiefs offense. Now, last week, our offense went up against the the NFL's one of the be- NFL's best defenses and went up early 27 to nothing. One of those being a defensive touchdown. We'll kind of have to see how um, uh, or we did get to see how the rest of that offense played out. What are we expecting to see the Kansas City Chiefs offense do against the league's worst defense? I'm expecting us to actually come out not like the Cowboys did last week, but come out and score fast, score often, and let up the brakes like we usually do. Or hit the brakes <laughs> immediately. So you don't think against the the statistically worst team in the league, you don't think we're going to have a complete game? No. You think the Chiefs are going to continue to play down to their level? Yeah. Should we expect the Chiefs to play a complete game against anyone? Have we played a complete game against anyone? Um, I don't think we've had a full four quarters. No, we haven't. But when when we see it, we'll know this team is ready, like capable of winning a championship game. But uh, I'm just – I'm really expecting them not to abandon the run. If, if there's one thing that these coaches can gather from all these randos on Chiefs Twitter talking, don't abandon the run. Even if you're losing in this game, let those boys eat. Let those big guys run block up front. Pacheco is going to have a 100-yard game. Let's go ahead and stop the presses here. It looks like we have something to talk about in this game. Let's kick it over to our boring off-field reporter, Sean. Sean, what do you have for us? Well, uh, it's Thursday night again, and you know what that means. We got some kicking going on. Another field goal, this time by the green team. There's a green team in this game? Yes. The bird team. Bird team. The bird team is green. But yeah, we have a uh, another kick. It was good. What what's the what's the what's the score for us there, Sean? It is seven two three. Seven three. Really nice scoring affair over here. Almost halftime. Yeah, let's hope it doesn't turn into a good old fashioned kickoff like last week. I don't know if I can stand another one of those. There's there's going to be another kickoff in this game. I think there's going to be at least two more. Guaranteed. Well, thank you, Sean, for your boring sideline report. Very insightful. Uh, yes, no, Tybo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tybo, there is a green team in this game. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are wearing their neon green tops with their uh, navy blue football pants. This is an all-time football. color uh, color uniform game. The all whites like- for the Niners. Do like it. Very pleasing to the eye. I don't know if that is so, though, typo. What? <laughs> pleasing to the eye. 
Um, for me, what we should be expecting from the Kansas City Chiefs offense this week, um, to be honest, I I don't expect a full and complete game from the offense. However, I don't expect Andy Reid to take the foot off the gas this week. This is a this is a momentum building week as we go into the final stages of the season. Wherever we land, we're most likely benching our starters in week 17. May not be for the full game, but that means that we need to get as many purposeful reps in through the next few weeks before that happens. And then hopefully an extra week break as we take the number one seed. We'll have to see what happens there with with some other games going on. But there needs to be purposeful reps, as many as possible. And don't forget, Andy Reid is chasing titles for offenses scoring point, points and and winning games and things like that. So uh, Andy Reid is trying to break necks as much as possible, even though it doesn't always seem like it. So expect the Kansas City Chiefs to keep the foot on the gas pedal this week and score a lot of points. I I think I, w- I kind of want to say what you said, just like in a slightly different way. Like expect this game to be – more important than it should have been uh, at the beginning of the season. Uh, Because if we play poorly in this game, if this game is close at all, if we lose this game, God forbid, we're in trouble. In trouble. We don't look good for the playoffs. Nobody intimidated by the can. Exactly. This this has got to be what we wanted the Broncos game to be. This has got to be a statement win. This has got to be a comfortable win. There, there's a lot of guys hurt on the other team too, and they're not that good to begin with. So, this game, while it shouldn't have been an important game, is seriously important for the right the way the postseason's going to go. Let's jump over to the defense here, knowing that most of the injuries are coming from the offensive side and the big injuries to number one receiver, number two receiver, number one running back. What should we be expecting from the defense this week? I think that no matter what the quarterback is, they're going to struggle. They don't have their starting running back in Damian Pierce back this week. Their offense is going to struggle. They may find a few chunk plays every now and then, but they're going to have some turnovers. Our defense is going to step up and finally be pissed off because they let Russell Wilson score three touchdowns against them last week. Joe Burrow destroyed them the week before. They need a big game to come up and shut somebody down. And who better than the Texans? So here's what nobody was expecting that I'm expecting. Spagnuolo is going to make an adjustment. Last week, the Bengals tore us up over the middle. Or the two weeks ago. Sorry, not last week. Two weeks ago, the Bengals tore us up over the middle. Don't expect whoever's playing quarterback for the Texans to eat us up over the middle. Um, still, <laughs> still expect single coverage on the outside. Um, still expect that uh, some of our rookies to be left on an Island, but the middle of the field is going to have uh, tough pickings for the Texans uh, this Sunday. I'm going to have to agree with Tybo. I think there's going to be a change made. I And I full-heartedly think this is a statement game. If not for the offense, for the defense. The defense did play well in the first 
quarter and a half of last week's game going up 27 nothing getting a touchdown having a lot of sacks throughout the entire game i think this game is magnified tenfold compared to what we did last week um against the broncos i think there are going to be another handful of sacks five six seven expect it expect it Texans are going to have to play from behind, even though they may be tanking, they're still going to be passing the hell out of the ball. They don't have a Damian Pierce back there. They don't really have a choice. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of sacks and I think the Kansas City No tunsil too. That's a big. No tunsil. That is a big one. Um, and expect their the turnover differential to look much better for the Kansas City Chiefs after week 15 than it has any of the previous weeks. We are currently minus six in the turnover differential, which is not good for a team that is 10 and three. Expect that to change this week. Couple fumbles lost, couple interceptions. Defense gets it right, and we look real good after this week. We're going to cut that in half this week. Minus three turnover differential. I like that. What are things that we should not be expecting from the defense and the offense this week? You should not expect the Texans to have a big running day. You're not going to trust Rex Burkhead as your lead running back over there. Our defense <laughs> is good enough that we can stop some running, and we can most definitely stop Rex Burkhead. Nah, but wouldn't it be typical, typical us to just give it up to the, the, the oh, backup yeah. running back? <laughs> That's why I said Rex Burkhead specifically. Uh, do not expect the safeties to get it figured out this game. <laughs> do, do not expect Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill to have good games. Uh, <laughs> that's that's all I'm going to say on defense. I think other players are going to play better, but I don't. It's not going to be Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill. He's going to shut down their tight end though. Nick Bolton and Willie Gay are going to set, shut down the middle of the field. I don't know if they could shut down Panay Sewell. Yes, man, they he can. Good. <laughs> he good. Um, what not to expect, man. I don't like – don't expect this game to take a lot of time. Don't expect your normal <laughs> three, four-hour NFL game. Like, expect this one to get it's over two, quick. two hours, 45 minutes. <laughs> Listen, there's not, there's still not going to be a ton of rushing by the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't expect that, because that never happens with Andy Reid. It's just not a thing. You don't think we're going to get a hundred yard rusher? I think we, I think it's very possible that we have a hundred yard rusher. I don't think it happens on that many carries. Okay. No. Like I, I, I'm expecting a couple. I'm I'm expecting a, a few, probably a handful of big twenty plus yard runs. 15 plus yard runs and uh, for him to walk away with like a seven, seven yard average. It's what we should be expecting from him, but don't expect this game to be a lot of running or take a lot of time. Patrick Mahomes is going to be out there cutting it up. Dudes are going to stay in bounds. There's not going to be a lot of drop passes or missed passes. And this game is going to get over in like two and a half hours. MBS will have like a 50% catch rate on the day. One for two. <laughs> One for two for 47 yards. 47. He caught a deep bomb. Didn't get in the end zone, though. <laughs> and the, the only plays he was targeted were the last two plays. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
who who should we be watching this week for the Kansas City Chiefs to make a big statement and gain momentum as we go through the end of the season? Pacheco, I'm calling him now. I know Tapas said something about him earlier, wow. but I want to get out ahead of it and say it right now. Isaiah Pacheco. You're behind it already. I've already said hey, it. He said players to watch. Game. You're going to watch him. <laughs> Big runs. You're going to watch him. Big runs. Two touchdowns. You got a defensive player or should I go for an offense? See if you can guess my defensive player. Why do I got to guess? Is it uh, Justin Reed? <laughs> no. Is it Willie Gay? No. No. Always so we're good. Free. Uh-uh. Go ahead. It's Trent McDuffie. Hey, think this Clamps is the week McDuffie. Clamps McDuffie. I think this is the week he gets an interception. Okay. He took one off the face mask last week. <laughs> that was comical. Yeah. Hands so were nowhere to be found. It's getting closer and closer to his hands. So his hands had exited the chat. Can he and just you know, run around with his hands out ready to catch the pass every single time? No, because he that wouldn't be as physical as he is. That's why that, that would take away all his all his you know, all his upside. That's fair. All right. Uh I'm not gonna say Sky Moore. Uh not this week. Not this week. Justin Watson. Ooh. Uh Pat continues to target him. Um he took he took some uh he took a little bit of dip of a dip in in a target share maybe like the last couple of weeks, last few weeks. Um but Pat shows that he can he has chemistry with him. Justin Watson is in there on multiple packages. I see him rotating on and off the field all the time. He's gonna catch a touchdown. And defense, Carlos Dunlap. Hmm. Your shot. More, more batted balls. Your shot. He he he's he uh, through midway through the season he had uh, a batted ball like once every other game. I don't think I've seen one in the last oh. couple of games. So Carlos Dunlap's going to swat one pass down at the line of scrimmage. Got to stop the presses here. We've had something happen in this game. Sean, our boring off-field reporter, needs to come in and tell us what's happening here. Sean, oh. what's going on? Oh my goodness! What's going Gracious. on? Player took a ginormous hit. Ball went up in the air, and the Niners returned it almost all the way down to the end zone. Can you Almost. guess which player returned it? It's a former chief. Oh. Various Ward. Lil Mooney. Lil Mooney. <laughs> Did not make it to the end zone, though. Channeling his inner Marcus Peters. No, he did not cause the fumble. Marcus Peters likes to return fumbles. I know, but usually Marcus helps cause the fumble. Sometimes. Sometimes. It, I mean, or he doesn't have. Speaking of which, Brock Purdy hands it off to Christian McCaffrey. And he reaches for it. Ty Bob does not win his money right now. We'll see if that happens. I need, 
I, I do need I do need a touchdown by Christian McCaffrey to make some money here for a boosted bet. But thank you, Sean. We will come back to you if it is needed here oh. later on. I do appreciate you and your boring reports. That was a fumble I by don't. Travis Homer. <laughs> what a dick. Uh, that is a fumble by uh, backup running back Travis Homer for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, 49ers in position on the oh. one-yard line to get a touchdown. Um, for me, a player players to watch. Offensively, I do think this game is going to be out of hand by the end of the third quarter, probably well before that. But Chad Henney will be the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs going in in the fourth quarter. So I would expect and tell you to watch Noah Gray. And we are going to go back to our boring off-field reporter, Sean, who has got some new news in this game. Well, uh, Ty Bob, I was wrong. Looks like you got some money tonight. Run CNC right up the middle. Didn't dive. Didn't do anything. Ran it up the middle. Got tackled but he was in the end zone. They call that a touchdown. I don't think he got tackled. He just got wrapped up. John, what is what is the score uh, for this game almost to halftime? It is 13-3. Oh, oh wait, 14-3. It'd be it'd be, it's good to see. Thank you, Sean, for your boring side off-field report. Back to you. Uh, we will be going to Tyler at halftime to give us a breakdown of the first half. Uh, as for now, I did say on the offensive side, a player to watch is going to be Noah Gray, uh, as he will be getting a lot of targets once this game is out of hand. Defensively, uh, we do need to be uh, watching uh, a one Mr. Mike Dana, who will be impactful in this game as he is in every game. Boys, do we have any uh, keys of the game uh, that like are there any keys to winning this game or is it just flat outright going to be no matter what happens no matter the penalties no matter anything the Kansas City Chiefs could win this game even without perfection the biggest key to the game is do not play down to the level of competition since we love to do that for some reason can I hit him for that can you do what now? Quarterback speed. I said that earlier. Yeah, but if you would like to find him, find him. If you want to find him, find him. It's the key to the game. Do you feel I'm fi- it's a findable? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to find him for that, Sean. All right, Sean has been fine. Um, I'm going to – if you if you want to find me for taking a page out of book, go ahead. Uh. Because I'm going to repeat something that I said earlier, but the key to the game is don't abandon the goddamn run in the second half. I don't care what the what the situation is, especially if it's being effective. Do not, do not, do not, do not sit there and call 50 passes in 20 runs. Like, let's even it out even more because the offensive line is better at run blocking than more pass blocking. And Ty Bob touched on it last week about controlling the line of scrimmage and, you know, go ahead and add the screen passes and, and, and all the things that you can do with the running backs from the backfield and, and like, just 
Just don't abandon the run games. Don't abandon the running backs. I would, I would have to agree with both of you on the keys of the game. I don't think I have anything outside of that, and I don't want to uh, to, to repeat. Um, so, yeah, both of those make total logical sense. It's going to be a fairly – what should be a fairly easy game. So let's get right into our pick uh for – this Sunday's game, the Kansas City Chiefs do go into Houston and play the Texans. Uh, I believe a line, the line from a sports book that shall rename, uh, remain unnamed. The Kansas City Chiefs are 14 point favorites away this week. Um, Sean, you won last week. I believe you chose to I'm go going second. First. I'm going first. Tybo, Tybo was first. Don't switch it up, you know. Uh, <laughs> Thirty-one to nothing. <laughs> Shut out. Shut out. First one in decades. Uh, maybe not, but thirty-five ten. Thirty-five ten. You think they get a touchdown? Yeah. 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 That's how you get ten, right? Um. Two field goals and you two could safeties. Get, you could get five safeties. You could get five safeties. That'd be, I would die because the Kansas City Chiefs would also be dead in the water if that happened. Yet they still win the game 35 to 10. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm calling the Kansas City Chiefs to win this one 38 to 9. Okay. No, no 12. 12 this week. No, I don't think I don't think they get in the red zone four times. Uh, <laughs> or in field goal four times. Like if that was if four field goals was like a a, a a selection on a roulette table, like you're not hitting that at all. You continuously put it there. It's not you're letting it ride and it's never hit. That is the pick'em for the week. Uh we are almost at halftime here, folks. So Let's kick this one over to Tyler to get us our halftime report of this game. Caught me off guard, you bastard. (laughs) You taking a nap, Tyler? Is this game so goddamn boring? They're they're hugging and and tugging out there. They're all doing some gay shit. This is the dumbest Thursday night football game I think I've ever seen. Wake me up at the end of the game. Thank you, Tyler, for your halftime report. Uh, As we go into halftime, it is 14-3. San Francisco 49ers are up. Seahawks have had a couple opportunities to get into range and have blown the opportunities that have been given to them. Make sure you check us back out on Wednesday as we bring you our post-game report for the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Houston Texans. You don't want to miss that as we get closer and closer to the end of the season. And as always, go Chiefs. Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs! Go Chiefs!